Hey guys, I'd like to welcome you to Tea Talk. And I want to hit a pretty interesting topic that I'm sure we all have questions and concerns on as the world and norms are constantly changing. So with that being said, you know, I wanted to shed some light on the LGBTQ community and gender binaries. As we all know, someone who can relate or someone we know, but we do know that a lot of information has been shed off or just closed out after judgment or lack of knowledge, generally because a person became uncomfortable or something, you know? So to start off, you know, I would like to share an actual difference um, between sex and gender, just in case the those listeners don't know um, what, you know, they're, they're going through. So sex is actually the physical being of the person, you know, as the gender is supposedly how a person feels, okay? So the sex, you know, being that whatever body parts you have generally is who you are, however, they're saying that gender is supposedly how a person feels. So that is the mind, makeup, the DNA, you know, all that chemical brain stuff up there. Now, binary thinking, um, is generally the most of us, the general population that we suggest that there's only two genders, male and female. But however, I was told that gender is to be considered based on culture and not biology. And a lot of people think that gender's clothes, hairstyles, you know, uh, blue and pink, you know, that, that, that considers who you are. But if we think of gender by what we look like or wear, I mean, imagine us walking down the street and seeing a person wearing a lab coat and a stethoscope, you know, right? We wouldn't necessarily make them an expert of medicine right away, right? No, but I mean, it can alert people that they may have training and maybe can be useful, you know, adding a lot to trans people. Uh, basically, you know, a lot of them are feel the same way. You know, they are aware that some aspect of their gender or presentation does not match, you know, and some transsexuals opt to have gender affirmation surgery. Some don't. I think the crazy thing is around the globe, um, you know, there's places that have always actually had non-binary ways of thinking, meaning that there was never only just male and female, there's other genders as well. You know, um, one thing I think it's important too is notice the difference between transsexual and gay. Um, you know, just because a person's transsexual, it does not necessarily make them gay off the bat. And to explain this, I would like to say, basically, uh, if a female was born sex, a female, meaning she had a vagina but yet her brain in her mind is telling her that she is feels more as a man. She identifies with the man. She's into what men like. She's interested in that. She knows that her body parts down there are not going right with her mind or her thought processes. So then she decides to get affirmation surgery. If she got affirmation surgery, this would now make her a transgender male. Being that she's a transgender male, this does not make her a homosexual or a gay person. This just makes her a transsexual male. See, this, this, this is where it gets confusing and a lot of people aren't, you know, understanding that. But if your mind is telling you that you are a man, um, these, the, uh, you know, these people in these groups, they believe once you change your sex, I mean, that is who you are. That's who they felt they were supposed to be. And that's just what it is now. I know it's so easy to commonly mistaken trans people for being, you know, homosexuals, but it's a very, very actual difference. And the, um, I wanted to shed light on this guy named, um, uh, Magnus Hirschfeld. 
Um, he's a German physician and a sexologist. And at the age of 60, he actually placed a re- uh, research at a medical clinic, you know, and, um, he wanted to know about human sexuality as a whole, let about like, let alone all the sexual minorities. Now that's what the word is sexual minorities. So the Institute of sex research sought to change that. Um, he was actually one of the first advocates for transgender people. He also believed that research could dispel myths about homosexuals and other sexual minorities that through knowledge would even come more tolerance. You know, people wouldn't shun down so bad on what they're going through, you know, and he was actually one of the first scientists to understand the difference between gender and sexuality. He understood that there was a difference between a man who was attracted to men and a transgender woman who was attracted to men. Now as a gay man, he was also gay. Okay. So he can relate. He believed that each person's presentation of gender and sexuality was unique and based on a variety of factors, not just sex. So, so this, this is, this is where it gets, you know, uh, a little confusing, but he was, he was also, um, he invented the term transvestite, which at the time, I guess, supposedly lacked, uh, much vocabulary use, um, to describe sex and gender. But despite having little preexisting language to work with, you know, many of his theories are consistent with current understandings. I do have a lot of people who agree. Um, and a lot of his science is not off, you know, being that it's becoming 2020, I don't know, why this is coming to surface so much more now, but I do believe that it's something that we need to look at and not shun away from or laugh at. I don't believe that we should make funny of it. Um, yeah, no, I I believe that this is actually more of a serious thing for our cultural, um, wealth and being, there's a lot of people taking their lives over this type of situations, you know? So, um, I, you know, I think that it's, we need to take more, you know, initiative and as well, just more feelings to the fact that, you know, if people advocate, um, how they should be allowed to present in the gender that, you know, that they stated they are, that this should be encouraged. I mean, it, it sounds a little confusing, but I believe that fighting with your mind and your body could only be so like horrible by itself that adding to these people's confusion because we don't understand it is very ignorant. So, um, I, I, I like, you know, Mr. Hirschfeld's, um, I, I love his push behind it. You know, he believes that transgender people should be allowed to present in the gender they stated they were, and that's just how it should be. You know, um, he found that allowing his patients also to present and be treated as members of the opposite gender help alleviate the negative feelings, you know, surrounding their gender identity. I mean, there's so many negative feelings that we all have different sex, male, female, um, that we all have insecurities and different things we wish we could change about our bodies. Um, you know, and it's a little bit, it's a little bit different in their aspect because, you know, obviously it, it, it goes past the mind for them into their body as well. So, you know, and then I want to shine light on how hard it was, um, Hirschfeld, how hard it was for him to do this study, um, to convince his medical peers that the value of his findings that, you know, um, they were legit, you know, and then it was also a part of the movement for him to start to help the, uh, transgender women and men stop being targeted and harassed. So, you know, and this is also coming back to surface. So we need to throw Hirschfeld's name out there a lot a lot more because him and his staff, they begin to advocate on behalf of trans people and how difficult it was for them to work. I mean, he was also an advocate. He became their doctor, a place for them to go, a safe haven. I think it's just wonderful that there is people out there that are doing great things. Um, we just need to shine more light to them. Um, you know, and 
I just know that the Institute did attract a lot of doctors from all over the world. Um, and this has been, you know, wonderful because it's allowed us to know more about surgeries, know more about, you know, how we can transfer parts to, you know, other bodies if we need to. I mean, nowadays they have the uterus you can now get implanted, you know, from a dead person, a working uterus has now been able to conceive a baby and it has happened 2019. I believe that this, I mean, you know, this is crazy, a lot of crazy stuff. And let's also shine light that, I mean, you know, it used to be very actual illegal for, you know, gay members and other people to even express themselves. I mean, they would be putting, you know, torture camps, extreme conditions, and just found themselves sent to prison just for like stating how they felt and such like that. I once, you know, as a person that I, you know, just being my honest self, remember being back in high school and I actually do have a very wide group of um, gay friends, not so many transgender, but I do have a lot of gay individual friends and I do remember how hard it was coming um, to surface for them and definitely for me, I was very uncomfortable at the time and I almost was like in denial at what they were feeling, what they were going through. I didn't believe in it. And now, you know, I, I, I just, I feel so bad at how closed off that I might've been in that moment, even though I was young and it takes time to come around. I know that that could be tough for people, you know, and an American history already does enough of how they think one should dress to what job they think they, they should hold, you know, that the, they, these gender roles, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's really bad and it makes it hard for others to to really, you know, express themselves and just be who they want to be. If you're dominant, be dominant. If you're not dominant, don't be dominant. You know what I mean? Like just be yourself and love yourself. If there's something you want to change, I mean, Hey, it's totally okay. A lot of people find themselves wanting to, what do they say? Correct nature. Um, you know, um, but a lot of people have been doing these surgeries. These surgeries have been taking place from 1930s. Um, you know, and then, and then on some, uh, I know that, you know, the affirmation surgery is not new. It's just something that is more so not talked about. I know that it also took place in Europe first, generally. So, you know, a lot of Americans still have never heard of the procedures that you can do. But I know there's a lot of curiosity running around. Um, you know, a lot of people take these peoples as amusing slideshows. And I really think that that's really messed up. The fact that people find anybody else different from them and their sex and their gender, that they're an abomination. You know, American society has undergone, you know, so many number of changes that it really is. It astonishes me that this still is one of the hardest changes for people to accept. I, I, you know, I pray for everybody out there going through or even changing or hiding their situation. You know, I want them to know that Tia from T talk. I feel you. I understand you. If you would like to talk and share your story, be brave and encourage somebody else to be themselves and live forward and be happy in your body, in your skin, in your flesh. You let me know as I would love to shed light on it with you guys. Um, once again, guys, I want to thank you guys for tuning in just a little bit and letting me spread on your mind a little bit of what I was reading from beyond gender binaries. Um, everybody, I want everybody to pay attention to the history of trans intersex and third gender individuals as 2020 is coming and no confusion anymore, guys, we need to open up and be aware and then start figuring out how we're going to move from there.
That's it. That's all. I'm out. Thank you guys for joining in on T-Talk.